0: Welcome to Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the challenges and opportunities facing the global food supply chain and speak with experts working to support a planet of plenty. Hello, I'm Michelle Michael. In this special series of Ag Future, we're talking with those working along the food supply chain about the impact of COVID nineteen. My guest today is Brian Fiscalini, a fourth generation dairy farmer in Modesto, California. Brian, thanks so much for joining us.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me on.
0: And Brian, uh, we've met in person. You have a about a 540 acre farm, 2,800 dairy cows, a cheese plant on the farm itself. Give us just a brief description of your operation.
1: Yeah, so our dairy farm was started in 1914 by my great grandfather. Uh, He started our farm with 12 Holstein cows and we've continued to grow the operation over the years. Uh, We've attempted uh, with our best efforts at uh, trying some innovative technologies within the dairy industry. Um, But today, our, our property, you know, spreads over about 540 acres. Uh, we milk 1500 cows three times a day. And then we've got, uh, you know, an additional 1300 replacement heifers. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, we have our own on-site cheese business. Uh, it's a small artisan uh, craft style cheese company. And then in the year 2009, we, Adopted the technology of a methane digester to convert our animal waste into electricity.
0: Now, I, I've been to your farm, and I know firsthand that you um, have a strong focus on sustainability, and that's the methane digester you just mentioned. Um, but but now we have a new topic to discuss—a a not so happy topic: COVID nineteen in California. Uh, Brian, what's happening in dairy, and and to you specifically?
1: Yeah, so. Um, as many people know, um, in the food industry, uh, the landscape is comprised of two sectors, uh, the retail business and the food service business. And, um, as many of us know, the food service, meaning the restaurants and catering companies and, uh, you know, corporate lunch rooms and, and all of that, um, that's just all that business has disappeared. Um and, and while I think most consumers would be led to believe that, that we're making up all of that ground on the retail side, uh we're really not. There there is a there is a hole in consumption right now, um, and that is affecting the markets. So the future milk prices are, are looking pretty poor right now. Um the the beef price, which, you know, when you're a dairy farmer Uh, you're also exposed to the beef price, uh, for the animals that you, that you sell or that you take to market. Uh, the beef price has also been dramatically reduced in the last, you know, two, three weeks. So our, our revenue stream is is definitely going to be affected by this. Um, it's, it's very frustrating. Um, I, I. Take the, the pandemic that's going on right now very seriously, um, but but it is frustrating, especially I think for dairy farmers because we were we were starting to have a pretty good run um, after having four or five years at, at not such a great run. So um, no one expected the timing of this. It, it's not great for a lot of industries.
0: Yeah, Brian. Uh, just a couple of months ago, the the price of milk was actually heading toward a peak. And now, now prices have have really plunged. Um, describe why that's happening.
1: I will do my best to describe why that's happening. Not uh, not being a, uh, a professional dairy economist, um, you know what? It, it's very interesting. I, I do get a lot of dairy newsletters, and I try to stay on top of what's happening in the industry. And we don't have a supply problem. I mean, there's, there's plenty of milk out there. So when you go into the grocery stores uh, right now and you see that the shelves are not full of milk, um, I think that's also uh, troubling. You know, it's troubling to dairy farmers, it's, it's troubling to grocery store um, owners and, and workers who want to be able to provide food to people that are that are you know trying to get it right now um i i think the price is is fluctuating so much right now mostly out of speculation um i have heard and i'm not 100 percent sure how valid this is but i have heard that where the supply chain is struggling right now are the other raw ingredients that go into the product you know the the cardboard boxes, the labels, uh, the, the, the plastic bottles, all of those things that um, that the supply chain wasn't ready for an increased demand of. And that appears to be more so why we're not able to keep the grocery stores uh, shelves stocked at the moment versus having the most important raw ingredient, milk. That's not the problem right now. Uh, it appears to be all the other things.
0: And if the demand isn't there, Brian, I mean as a dairy farmer, you can't just turn off the cows. So uh, in short is the dairy industry built to quickly deal with large changes in supply and demand is that kind of what I'm hearing?
1: You know, I think that is an area right now where um dairy farmers, you know, I don't want to use I don't want to use the word scared but um concerned. You know, we we are concerned that if the supply is so much greater than the demand right now, we are not well equipped to reduce the supply um, other than extreme measures, meaning sending perfectly good dairy cows into the beef market. You know, that that's something that's heartbreaking for for most dairy farmers. You know, we've invested... Uh, time and feed and care into all of these animals for, for many years. And to think that um, we may have to send those animals into a different market, you know, that, that's devastating to our industry. Uh, it's something that I really hope and pray does not happen. Um, but aside from that, I mean, if, if you have a, a really high producing uh, dairy cow right in the peak of her lactation. Uh, there, there are not a whole lot of ways you can turn that turn that off. You can feed a um, a different diet to to slow the production of milk down. Uh, but then, what what I think a lot of farmers are worried about is if this is a thirty or sixty day problem or ninety day problem even, and the world does go back to some sort of new normal in 30, 60 or 90 days, that demand will come back. And if we have reduced or in some cases eliminated the supply, uh, it's going to be a very interesting way to navigate how we were used to dairy farming.
0: Certainly agriculture is, is trying to understand and, and react to what's happening in, in the world. You know, we're seeing images of milk being dumped at farms across the United States. And, uh, I wonder if you can explain a little bit about why that's happening, how the supply chain actually works for people who may not fully understand that.
1: Yeah. So this is, you know, one thing to, to remember is we're in the middle of spring and, uh, there's a term that's been used in the dairy industry from even when my grandfather was, was dairy farming and it's called the spring flush. And what the spring flush means is that this is generally the time of the year where dairy farms are operating uh, in their most efficient manner. So our milk production is higher at this point in the year uh, than it, than it generally is in any other time of the year. So we're used to seeing um, a minor maybe oversupply right now, um, but with the other side of the economics equation being demand uh, taking a hit, we're not ready for for what's happening right now. So um, I also have seen images uh, or videos of milk being dumped. I truly believe and I really do hope that this is a short term problem and that the dairy industry can unite and come together and if we need to uh divert our our product that we put our heart and soul into um away from from human consumption or, or into something else, I think that I think that this is the time for dairy farmers to come together and get creative and and do something there because the last thing that we want to see are those images of um perfectly good healthy nutritious milk you know going down the drain and and so that nobody can can enjoy it i mean we would much rather we would much rather as an industry be able to donate that to people that are in need right now um you know export markets are very tight right now with a lot of borders being um overly uh cautious and and, you know with with um with the right reasons to be cautious but we don't have a lot of options right now. Normally we could export products to, to countries that, that, you know, may have uh, nutritional challenges or issues. And, and right now it's very, very tight.
0: Can you explain why maybe it's not as simple as donating that milk to something like a food shelter?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, all of these different industries, whether it's a, a food shelter or, a um, a community, um, organization that, that helps, um, people in need, you know, they all have rules and they all have regulations. And when we've got our, our milk plants that make a variety of different products like butter and yogurt and ice cream, when they're geared toward a specific retail customer, uh, the packaging, the size, the shelf life, all, all of these things are geared toward those customers. And in some cases, you know, food banks aren't able, whether it be their, their rules, um, you know, whatever it may be, they're not able to accept that product and the rules for everything are, are changing right now. I mean, I don't even know if people have access to uh, a food bank right now, or if their access is limited uh, because of what's going on right now. So it's just a very, very interesting, uh, very unique time that, you know, none of us will ever forget. Um, you know, my children are out of school right now and they're young enough that they're not completely understanding what's going on. But, you know, when this thing is over and we do go back to the new normal, um, I think it's going to be Really interesting to see how we interact with each other and uh, how we remember during this time what things were most important, and hopefully we don't lose sight of that.
0: Yeah, and, and certainly so much is changing right now, and and everybody's just trying to figure out a new way forward. I'm curious how your day to day on the farm has changed. Of course, you mentioned y- your children are home. Um, that's something that's probably entirely new. Uh, w- what are you doing differently on your farm?
1: From an operational standpoint, y- you know, not a whole lot has changed. Uh, w- we spoke a bit earlier about the need to, to milk our cows every day and feed them every day and, and care for them and, and do the normal uh, the normal care that we have to do for our cows Uh I think the thing that's changed the most in, in my day is the, the word that I just used is care. I mean, I like to believe that we, we've always cared really deeply about our people and, and our cows. Um, but I mean, the, uh, the face-to-face uh, interactions with our employees right now, it feels really, really special. Um, You know, when, when I look into our employees eyes right now, you can tell that there's, there's a little bit of uncertainty there. Um, And I think that we're, we're having conversations that you normally wouldn't have with your, you know, with your employees every single day. I'm asking them how their family members are doing, um, you know, which, which we do in passing, you know, maybe once a week or so, but now it's, it's almost a daily routine. And I think that's really, really important because I'm, I'm connecting with my employees in a different way than than I have in the past, and and I think that that's a two way street. You know, I think they're they're also feeling that they're connecting with me in a in a way that maybe we haven't been able to do. Um, we're still doing our jobs. We're still getting up at the same time. We're, we're, our schedule hasn't changed, but I think that uh, this is uniting the the Fiscalini family and and i when i say that i mean that extends to to all the people that are responsible for for making the the products that we make and doing the farming activities that we're doing um yeah it, it's just it is a very wild time and like i said i think i i really do hope that when we do find some sort of normal uh that we don't forget the things that were able to get us through this time and the things that are the most important, like our family and our people, um, you know, and in our case, our our cows have always been important, but they have no clue what's going on right now. They're, they're doing what they do, uh, 365 days a year. And, um, it's impressive to to watch how agriculture is responding and how resilient we are. I mean, I don't know of any farmer is, got any type of giving up mentality right now. You know, if anything, it's hey, we've got a job to do and I think people realize right now uh the job that we are doing is one of the most important ones. You know, doctors and nurses are, are doing everything they can. Farmers are doing everything they can. And uh, I just think it's while it is a wild time, I think it is somewhat sobering to see how people are coming together.
0: It's really interesting to to think about social distancing bringing us closer together, but I, I think you're absolutely right. and And you know being a dairyman, it's not easy. And it, it seems the challenges of covid nineteen, in some ways, farmers are prepared to deal with it. We're responding. Um, but without the experience to do so. I mean, this is unprecedented. Is this what you would consider a crisis mode, or are we not there yet? You
1: know, I'm probably not the right person to to speak to that. I don't like using, you know, the word crisis. Um, I think the dairy industry is very challenged at the point. Um, I think we're also optimistic that, that we know we can produce healthy food um, during any time period. Um, I, I would, I'd say we're definitely challenged, uh, but, but I don't think we're alone. I mean, many, many industries are, are challenged and some are being affected even worse than we are. Um, so I think that what I, what my hope and my true belief is, is that we are near the, the peak of this and that once it begins to level off and become a little bit more controllable that I think um, people will get their confidence back into doing some of the regular activities. I I don't think anyone's going to go back to quote unquote normal. um, But I, but I think that if we can at least get people back to their, their regular work and healthy lifestyle uh, day to day routine that, that we'll all be better off.
0: We can call it a, a new normal, I guess. Um, Brian, you mentioned that you have you, you have milk, you make milk, and you also use some of that milk for cheese. Does, does that put you in a different position, um, a better position when you compare yourself to other dairies at this time? It potentially could.
1: Um, the demand for our cheese has also uh, taken a pretty big hit because about half of our business... Uh, typically is food service. And and we've seen our food service customers, I mean, they haven't placed orders in a few weeks. And normally we have 10 to 15 orders a week from our food service uh, customers. So uh, we've definitely seen the hit. The, The interesting part about our cheese business is that we do make aged cheeses. So if we did have to reduce the supply of milk that we send uh outside of our farm not to our cheese company um we would be able to divert some of that back to our cheese business and maybe make some some aged cheeses uh let them sit there and and then put ourselves in a position to where once those cheeses have been aged for a year or so uh, we have an opportunity to sell a more product than we normally have so I don't know. I mean, we're in a more flexible position. There's risk in that decision as well, because I don't, Jesus that I'm making today, uh, it's kind of hard to find a customer that will commit to it a year from now right now. So we have to go out and we have to get those sales. Um, I think we can do it. We're definitely ready for the challenge if that's what we need to do. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know too many dairy farmers that would say, oh, I feel like I'm in a really good position right now, uh, even ourselves, being that we do have a little bit more flexibility than the, the average dairy farmer.
0: And then we've talked a little bit about some of the, you know, the short term problems that could come from this pandemic in the industry. What do you see as potential long term problems in the dairy industry because of this pandemic?
1: I think that there there will be long term consequences or or things that, that come of this. And I think the dairy industry, we really need to work on our supply and demand management. And I think that's something that, that the industry's needed to work on for a long time. Once milk prices get to a a profitable place for most dairy farmers, it's inevitable. We, we oversupply the market. And if the demand isn't there, then we inevitably drop our prices. So I think what will come of this is more product innovation and hopefully creating products that are more available during uh, something like this. So I don't know what those are. <laughs> I, I can't, really speak to what those products would be, but we've put ourselves in a position where we make four or five commodity products really, really well and very, very efficiently. However, we're, there's there's a lot more market out there that we're not trying to tap into right now. So I do believe that innovation will come out of this. Um, I think the dairy industry will have challenges in the long term if we decide that we're going to keep making uh 40 pound commodity blocks of cheese and the same old fluid milk in a plastic jug and, you know, unsalted butter. I think there's so many more opportunities, so many more products that we can make, uh, even if it's an ingredient in another product. I mean, there's so many meals that you see where there are probably three or four dairy products uh, that are ingredients in that. And I think we need to continue to do that type of work so that we can protect our farms, our future, um, and our, our overall sustainability. And when I say sustainability, I don't just mean environmental. I mean, just the ability to stay in business.
0: It's interesting to hear from you that that you're um, looking at opportunity in this time. And, and when you talk about innovation, I see, certainly see that um, as opportunity um, from a consumer perspective. Is there anything that that we can do to support at this time? Drink milk, buy cheese, or or is the solution that easy?
1: I think that consumers can always help. I don't think that the solution is necessarily an easy one. Um, I think we're we're already seeing, and and we should be very grateful and thankful for what consumers are doing right now. Um, but by purchasing local dairy products, supporting your your local farmers if you've got a farmer in your neighborhood that bottles milk or that makes, you know, cheese on their farm or ice cream or butter or yogurt um, I think they would be very appreciative of of your support and there's so many options out there. I don't think I, I know I can speak for for our company. I don't expect that people are only going to buy fiscalini cheese for the rest of their life. There's so many great products that are made in this country. I think people should um open up their uh, their horizon a little bit maybe try something that you haven't tried before um realize that there is some very nutritional dense products that the the dairy industry creates and and right now that appears to be something that people are very focused on is hey i may i may be laid off of work right now or i may not be Able to go into my office, so I need to stretch my dollar a little more. I need to get as much nutritional value as I can. Um, So instead of having a a Gatorade, try a glass of milk. Um, That's, I mean, my family we go through milk pretty quickly, but um, there's a lot of options out there. I mean, there's lactose free. There's the dairy industry has products out there that that I think can fit in every diet, but just you know, what I would say is definitely don't, don't give up on your local farmers right now who employ people in your community. And chances are, uh, your kids go to school with kids of somebody that is directly related to the dairy industry, whether they're a truck driver or a, a grocery store clerk. I mean, the dairy industry covers so many different, uh, areas of the, of the economy. I think it's important to, to support farmers right now
0: absolutely and uh we appreciate what you do brian farmers in general really take a hit and they're blamed a lot for pollution etc do, do you think this pandemic will change the way consumers perceive the world of agriculture
1: yeah i think pollution is one of the things that is being talked about a lot right now with so many cars not on the road and um you know, delivery trucks to to restaurants, not on the road. And maybe they're just going to to grocery stores right now, but you're seeing a lot less traffic. You're seeing a lot uh, less air pollution. And, you know, I I see every now and then people saying, oh, I haven't been able to see the mountains this clear in however long, or I'm able to breathe a little more clearly now. Um, And I, I think what people should remember is that farming hasn't stopped. So all of the activities that we're doing that may have been um, incorrectly blamed for a large portion of of air pollution or, or something like that, um, I think it's time to I think it's time for people maybe to look in the mirror a little bit and realize that hey, farming is extremely important, vital to our existence, and maybe I can drive my car two or three times less in a week because. People are doing whatever they need to do right now uh, in order to make ends meet.
0: Do you personally feel more more appreciated now as a farmer than you did before all of this began?
1: Yeah, we've gotten a lot of support from whether it be on our you know our cheese company, Instagram or Facebook page, whether it just be friends that I went to college with or, or people that I've crossed paths with that send you a text and you haven't got a, a text from them in two or three years uh, that just say, keep your head up. Uh, We appreciate what you're doing. Um, It it is nice to know that, that people do care. And I think we're learning that. Our lives previously, we were really, really good at filling up our schedules. And we could fill up our schedules with all kinds of activities. We could have meetings, we could have food shows, we could have trade shows, all of these different things. And I think what we're coming to realize is that while those things are important, they're not as important as maybe we once believed that they were. so we're finding that we're we're receiving more comfort and just from our friends, our friends and our family uh, than we thought we needed to do with all those other activities that we were doing.
0: Now, speaking of importance, you mentioned your your children, and I know in past conversations, you've expressed that you eventually want to pass the farm down to them one day. Will this pandemic change that, or or do you still want them to be in the dairy business and take over the family farm? Is that still extremely important to you?
1: Yes, that that has not changed. It is extremely important to uh, my wife and I that we create an opportunity for our children to to be in the dairy business or in the agricultural business someday. The, the upbringing that I had, I mean, you can't replicate it. I think I got to work at a fairly young age. Um, I was able to operate pretty large equipment at a young age. I was able to care for for calves and cows at a younger age than most people are, are able to. And while it instills a good work ethic, it also keeps you close to agriculture. And I don't ever want to be so far removed or for my children or their children to be so far removed that we forget the importance of growing crops in the ground, converting those crops into really high quality feed for our cows to eat and then making excellent dairy products out of that milk. So that, that goal and dream has not changed. I'm committed to to dairy farming. I think while there are challenges, I'm still optimistic that uh, this is a long-term business has been in my family for over 105 years. So it's not, not only can we not turn the cows off, I mean, it's near impossible to turn the passion off and the the legacy for, for what we've been able to do.
0: We so appreciate your, your love for agriculture and what you do and and also for uh, the, the hard work that you put in every single day. Brian Fiscalini from Fiscalini Dairy, take care of yourself. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Michelle. Take care of uh, you and
0: your family as well. For additional resources on COVID-19, visit alltech.com. This has been Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to AG Future wherever you listen to podcasts.